Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From Headstuff Studios in Dublin, welcome to Mother Folklore, a podcast of words, Irish, Irish words, and words from Ireland. I'm Dark O'Shea. I'm Emer Duffy. And I'm Padre Quibonic. And I'm delighted to have you all with us today. It is unconditional, my delight, for having you all here today. Under what circumstances would it be conditional? Would it be conditional if if we weren't nice to you, for example? Um, I would say now that I would invite you on my podcast if you... <laughs> I would invite you on my podcast if you spoke Irish and were funny. I'm neither of those things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only kid. No, you're only joking. You're Irish, okay? Sorry. <laughs> hey, okay. You would be Ryder if you spoke Irish. Yeah, it, that, that is something you could say to somebody. Um, and it wouldn't. I've often pulled that line in coppers. You would be Ryder if you spoke Irish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Come back. Uh, <laughs> come back to me when you're, you're when you got a shave or two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, the poet and uh, educator and the founder of the. Bilingual poetry night wreck uh, invented the term the Gael corn, uh, which is when you instantly become attracted to someone you weren't attracted to before because you find out that they've got Irish. Yeah, it's like, oh, I think I've got a bit of a Gael corn. <laughs> like oh, I it's didn't realise that he corn. had Gaelga. Oh, the best well. word I've ever heard. Wow. <laughs> I it's, like, it's relatable. It's like when you find out that like Brendan Gleeson speaks Irish. Oh well, he is mm. kind of sexy in a sort of a. So it's it <laughs> give me that ginger bear sort of a way. I feel like Patter's questioning everything here at the corner of the studio. I feel <laughs> I like we need to just cut his mic and just <laughs> just, just let so, me just let me be with myself and my to thoughts use, for a while. <laughs> to use the the Inish Graw um, terminology, I just feel there's a bit of a connection if someone speaks Irish. <laughs> is there? Is I haven't watched Love Island. Inish Graw. I don't know what this Love Island you speak of is. Yeah. I sp- I've only watched. Oh my Inish god! Graw. I never. I never put two and two together. And Inish Graw. A Love Island. Never yeah. mind. Okay. Ilan. Ilan and Graw. Inish Graw. Um, no, I like. I mean, I I get that there's a program called Love Island, but beyond that, I don't get the reference. I haven't seen it. I don't know. For Christ's sake, the World Cup has been on. I know. Around about the same time. I know. I, wait, Not wait, wait. really. Love Island is nine o'clock every night. I didn't know that. Also, I'm like. 
I've, anyway, I'm in my mid thirties and I have a kid. I, I go to bed at nine o'clock at night. Like. Bearing in mind that people can people can often listen to podcasts months and months after they're recorded and will have no idea what what, what current television programs are. <laughs> they will have no idea what a World Cup is. <laughs> yes, indeed. I mean, but I don't know. What's, what's important is though we are going to broach topic today. This is a topic that a lot of people have asked us about for a long time. And I decided that now that the show has been running for a while, we can finally broach it now that people have an idea of what motherfucker is and isn't. We're going to talk about the Mo Canelook. Yeah. It is sometimes. And uh, recently, Alan McGuire, the presenter of Juvenalia, was was curating the motherfucker account on Twitter. And, and, he, and can I interject and say he did an excellent job. I really, really enjoyed it. He spoke about his personal journey on Duolingo. He spoke about his own sort of relationship with the Irish language within the education system, which is his own context for it. It was a, a really, really great uh, curation for a week. Really, really enjoyed it. I think so, too. I, I was I was really happy in that. And, and I knew he was um, wary about um, speaking a bit of Irish or using a bit of Irish online because he was concerned with his ability. But he gave it a stab and it was... I think sent out a really good message to other learners and I was delighted. One of the points he made was that it wasn't so much that the Mo Canelic is difficult so much as it's it often is learned at the point when people start giving up at Irish. That that gap, that overlap between secondary school and primary school. Yeah, it's um it's it's kind of the last thing taught at primary school level, or at least it should be. The last grammatical uh, piece of Irish sense. Emer has, has just thrown out the Universal Studio sign for you deal with this one, Patter. She's just grabbed a Haribo and started eating it. So she's she's chewing away from the microphone <laughs> so they can't pick it up. They have they have to cut my mic so I can't talk. <laughs> Which is yeah, sound nice one. You're welcome. <laughs> so I would be delighted to answer this question, but I'm too busy eating my sweets. Eating a Haribo. Yeah. yeah. Um. I mean, kids and grown ups love them so. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the the Mo Canelock has this reputation as being this big scary thing and the fact of the matter is um, the only reason it has that is it's the thing that people hear about and don't quite learn because they've given up on learning Irish at that point and, and when we sat down with Ellen when you and I Derek sat down with Ellen and Alan from Juvenalia we talked about this idea that you learn you actively learn how to speak Irish in primary school mm-hmm. and when you get to secondary school there's and understanding that you've learned it all, now it's time to start reading poetry and writing essays, and and at, and there's that, that that sort of between those two stools sits the Mokani look. So while it's a very very simple, it's a really really simple grammatical concept. In many people's minds, it's that big grammatical concept I was never able to get over, or I was never able to learn, or I was never mm. taught properly. So it's this big scary thing. I mean, when we were talking about this, when we were sending sort of WhatsApps to each other, it's like, yeah, I think it's time to tackle the Mo. I was yeah. like, stop trying to make the Mo happen because there are so many different Moana in Irish. Yeah. There's the Mo Ardahuk, the Mo Fahituk, and they're way more difficult than the Mo Canilach. I got some Mo Sizzlach. And the Mo Sizzlach. <laughs> an A1 Simpsons reference, and there is a shitposting group online that is going to love you for it. But I fear that not many people are going to get that. Uh, hopefully one, one or two. <laughs> but, okay, so, um, the yes, the, calling it the Mo as, as an abbreviation isn't great. But one of the reasons I, I'm particularly delighted to be joined by you both today is you both also have an additional European language to English. And we're both class. And, and you're we're both class, class. Yeah. 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 It's always a bit more stylish when the Perrys arrive. You're damn right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're currently killing it, style-wise, killing it. Slaying the game. Slaying the game. Oh, yes. 
But yeah, Emer speaks Spanish. I speak I a little bit of German, and they have conditional tenses as well. But like, but to be fair, English has a conditional tense, so this shouldn't sound like rocket science to well, anybody. This English with with the future tense and the conditional in English is uh, there's there's the adding would or will and. As opposed to, it doesn't exist, it's not a grammatical function, it's the addition of a, they add an extra verb to express different tenses. Yeah, well, I mean, English is a, you know, notoriously it, na- lazy language. Yeah. It's I mean, a, English is a funny one to use as kind of your marker when it comes to conjugating verbs, because it's mm-hmm. not, it's not heavily inflected, you don't get sort of a different word for each part of the verb let's say you don't get a different word for each conjugation mm. um, so it's, it's a difficult one to use as your kind of your, yeah and your if you're coming at it from the point of view as a native English speaker you've also just never really learned how to do the conditional sense it just makes sense inside your head exactly mm. to say if I win the lotto you know if I won the lotto I would be happier than I am now mm-hmm. just just makes more sense to you you know uh, whereas you know to in Irish yeah damu ohing and cranachar na which is the essay title everybody gets for the leaving cert. Cadienha da moha on Kanakar Nashunta. Da moing on Kanakar Nashunta veing of Adnisa Salt and Almer Thomas. It's, you know, it, okay, makes sense to me. But yeah, conjugating is probably so, a little bit tricky. You've got to put a little bit of effort into learning it, but no more than learning the I'm sure Katja or the I'm sure Oshnach or the I'm sure Lahruk, as mm. you should do when you're putting together those building blocks of a language to put into your toolkit. The most famous user of the English, I guess, conditional tense, um, the, uh, the English Mokanil could be Beyonce between If You Liked It, You Should Have Put A Ring On It, but also the song If I Were A Boy. I remember, actually, shout out to Miss Darrigan, if you are listening and if you're still in the ISK back down in Kerry. Um, she came into us, I was only in maybe third year at the time, she came in and she was saying in her previous school that to teach the Mokanil look, up on the board, she had everyone translate bits from If I Were a Boy by Beyonce. So they learned the Mokanee look, and I thought that was brilliant. Shane, you brought up Beyonce. I reached for the Haribos. That was my sign for Emer, you go get those one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the, the, when you look at, say, If I Were a Boy, and this is all, she lists off the various things she would do if she were a boy. So this is the thing where the... Where the which like makes, she'd get paid a fair wage. She a, wouldn't get whistled out in the street. And this is the... She wouldn't have to fight for rights to her own body in this country. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that's These are these are the things. And this is where the, I suppose, the, the Mokanil Kri comes in and that there's two parts of a conditional sentence. In which case you have the, the condition, the, if I were a boy, and then you have what the bot... Um, I am just hoping you're building up to some big T.G. Lurgan style translation of if I were a boy. And, and I'm going to love it because I bet your singing voice is glorious. <laughs> I don't want to know. I um, don't want to know. Well, <laughs> no, <laughs> that's like I'm in mass. That's it, yeah, you, you, is that not pop music? You, you, you went very mass style there. Yeah, yeah, it sounded a bit like I was in mass there. <laughs> okay, is there so, much Beyonce at mass these days? I don't know. I haven't been in a while. <laughs> So there are two parts. There's I a would, condition. I would go to I mass would. if they were playing Beyonce. Yeah. There so, you go. Rang your Afrin. Da Shainakshid. Da Shainadish. Beyonce. There we go. There we go. Mokanil looks done. We'll see you next yeah. week where yeah. we'll be talking about it. <laughs> Hello. My name is Alison Spindle. I'm a podcaster. 
podcaster, yeah. That's the, okay. That's the one. We got it? <laughs> hi. Wait there. Hi, my name is... Ha- hi. Hello. I don't know why I'm sounding American. Hi, I'm Alison Spittle. This is my actual accent. I present the Alison Spittle Show. You can hear that every Wednesday on the... Every... Not every Wednesday. Don't don't be too keen. You can hear that every second Wednesday on the uh, Headstuff Podcast Network, which you can hear on headstuff.org. Thank you. The reputation that... Um the reputation that the Mokanilk has as a, as being difficult. You you obviously better speak German, and you know you speak Spanish. Both yes. both of these languages have both of these languages have conditional tenses. They do. Yeah. Without yeah. without getting too deep into it, because uh, maybe just give a give a, a survey <laughs> or a an amuse bouche of the conditional of these languages. Well, in German, in German, like German being a very structured and logical language, um, it's uh, you know unlike English, which mm-hmm. is crazy. Um, it, it makes a lot of sense. You have two key building blocks to build a conditional sentence in German. You need to um, change the uh, the verb yes. uh, in, in use, and um, so, for example, it would be better if I were richer. Would be is vera besser, venik reicher vera. So what you end up with is um, changing of the structure of the sentence by putting the end verb um, all the way back to the back of the sentence in the second subordinate clause. Uh, you use the uh, conjunction vein, um, which would be if or uh, you know where I richer mm-hmm. in this instance, and then and you have this the uh, the uh, specific grammatical tense for the um, the conditional mode, which is um, vera, is vera better instead of as ist better, it is better. So, okay. so uh, you know, it is better because I am richer, mm-hmm. um, would be uh, as ist besser, weil ich reicher bist. But as is vera besser, wenn ich, uh, wenn ich reicher war, is, um, it would be better if I were richer. So I'm not sure if that makes an awful lot of sense to a native English speaker because, again, in English, it's dead simple. You just sort of put in a would and mm. uh, an if. And we have a tendency, particularly in Hiberno-English, but in spoken English around the world, to sort of soften the conditional tense because we don't say, you know, realistically in Dublin, if you and I were sitting around the pub, we wouldn't say, it would be better were I richer. Mm. And we'd say, if I was. It, it'd be better if I was richer. Yeah. You know, um, this is all just a big plea for money, by the way. So my GoFundMe page <laughs> is... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the link to my PayPal. <laughs> <laughs> PayPal.me forward slash poor Guelgo. In Spanish, I know people can be very uh, definitive in Spanish, but sometimes they can make say something that has a condition on it. Yes. So the Spanish conditional tense is quite similar to the Irish in the extent that it inflects into the verb. Okay. Um, So it's not like, let's say, in English where you would say I would or I should or whatever. Um, It's you inflect this ending into your verb. So um, obviously then with Spanish, you're breaking down your, your verb endings into the last kind of two letters of the verb. So you've got AR, ER or IR verbs yeah um so um let me see hablar would be to speak so that ends in ar so that's an ar verb and then creer is to believe and that ends in 
Eeyore, so that's an Eeyore verb. And then, I don't know, what's another one? Uh, vivir is to live. That ends in I-R, so that's an I-R verb. So based on the last two letters of your verb, you then know your verb endings, which you would inflect inwards. And then that is that is how you make your conditional tense. Oh. Yeah, it's very, very exciting. That's exciting. Um, which which is very similar to how you do it in Irish. Because exactly. you conjugate. And so uh, to, to go back to our core text, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, if I were a boy, Knowles, uh, mm-hmm. uh, 2000 and I don't know what year she wrote it. I'm trying um, to cite it like an academic text Probably like 2013 I believe, beforehand. Uh, I think if I remember correctly, that was 2007 because that was the famous song or that, that double single was the famous song that, where, that Kanye West went on stage to um, criticise Taylor Swift for not deserving her award. Mm, that says maybe, but it was October 8th, 2008 it was released on the album Sasha Fierce, Beyonce's third studio album. Oh. Uh, thank you, Wikipedia. Come <laughs> good Wikipedia. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, back to the core text. Okay. Uh, Patter's actually lying. No, he knows Knowles all about Sasha Fierce. Mm. Um, he's only pretending to be using Google right now. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Because this is not a visual mm. medium and you can't prove otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> to go to... so <laughs> Exactly, you can't. You can't even see me dab. Uh, <clears throat> if I were a boy, I think I could understand. Mm-hmm. So in Irish we say if I were da meng da meng if I were a boy da meng imavuchel da meng imavuchel if if you were a boy da meha idavuchel if he was if he were a boy which is kind of a reductive and redundant sort of a way of describing things but da mechshe inavuchel and if she were a boy da mech she so you you conjugate the verb. You can't mm-hmm. the verb, but you do it in a specific tense. The Mokaniluk, the dreaded, scary Mokaniluk. And it's not that difficult. It's not that. It's just an ending, really. It's and an ending. It's a beginning as well, yeah, because you use, you use da, yeah. dia fada, uh, which is sort of one way of saying if in Irish. Uh, and then you use an uru. Okay. So, uh, and, then, and then you use the same, uh, like you use the same... Mode the same the same sort of I'm sure the Mokini look uh, for the second verb in the sentence in the other clause, which in this case is I think I could understand. Um, so hiapum gomeng inan a hishkent hiapum gomeng inan a hishkent hiapun she gomech she inan a hishkent gomech she gomefa inan a hishkent gomech mud no good. So you just you just conjugate the verb in a certain way. So, I mean, it's kind of, it's a bit more like the Spanish than it is the English to the German, really. Yeah, I was going to say, because you're not, um, like, the, obviously the way in English that you would indicate that you are discussing kind of like a concept or whatever, that it's a conditional, you're saying, I would. So you've got that clear indicator right there before the yeah. verb ever comes into the the scene. You know, I would win the lotto if I paid my money this week or mm. I would kill someone if they touch your hair 
I was going to say ate my last biscuit, but okay, let's go that extreme. Uh, <laughs> Hold on, ate my last biscuit isn't extreme? It, it is, but I mean, all right, whatever, whatever. Let's, let's not go, get bogged down in these things. Um, whereas, all I'm saying is he deserved it and he's dead. So we just need to move uh, there on. There we go. And mm-hmm. nobody eat my biscuits. Whereas when you're discussing kind of like with the Spanish language, mm-hmm. like you're, you're hearing the start of the verb and you're like, oh, what's it going to be? Are we looking in the past tense we're looking in the future tense we're looking in the present tense we're looking in the conditional tense and it's not until like the end where you get that kind of like way we know what we're talking about now mm-hmm. it's conditional the big reveal the big reveal yeah it's like a drum roll in the middle of the verb and then it's like hey verb ending yeah. so and we say you mentioned we say da for f not ma so it's, it's yeah well it's ma is a way of saying it in a in a different tense like you know what I mean well, ma, we, ma ta ukrasert if yeah. you are hungry yeah. da mech ukrasert if you were hungry so, you know, we've got we've got different levels of conditional. Mm-hmm. Um, now, in the Mokni look, in the conditional tense itself, uh, that's always da. Da mech ochrasert hurhing bihrit. I would give you food. Were you hungry? I would give you my life. Were you hungry? But not he the last would biscuit. Not, he would not take my last biscuit. I'd give you my last Rolo. That's, that's what I'd do for you, pal. <laughs> Jesus. There you uh, go. That, uh, do people still you, eat Rolos? Yeah. Yeah, Rollos are class. They're I, fab. I just haven't seen them in a while. I've always liked them. It's because Patter's eating them all. <gasps> yeah, it's true. All the last, <laughs> only the last ones. <laughs> I eat yeah. the last one out of every packet and just leave yeah. them leave them in the circle K. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like the last one. Yeah. But sooner or later, if you keep picking at the Rollos, they all become the last Rollos. It's true, actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it depends. Anyway. Do you remember that years ago they were giving out, like, near Valentine's Day, they were giving out, like, like my last Rollo, Rolo. A single Rollo in a gold box. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it was like, so you could give someone your last Rollo without having to eat an entire packet of Rollos. That's adorable. A <laughs> lad actually once bought me a packet of chocolate hop knobs. So there we go. An entire packet of chocolate hop An entire packet of chocolate hop He just knew the way to your heart. He did. It's actually probably the only thing that a lad has ever gotten me. But there we go. There we go. It was <laughs> it was very well appreciated. I'm sure he's not listening, but if you are, thank, thank you. And ever since then, you've been so protective of biscuits that you're driven to murder <laughs> yeah. when yeah. someone eats the last one. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So Emer would kill you if you ate the last biscuit. It's like the Don Hall on on Riska Yernuch. Waroch Emerhu. And Hobnob Dernach. And Hobnob Yernuk. Oh, of course. Hobnob Yernuk. Hobnob being, of course, Buininskanuk. Feminine. <laughs> if any of. Blas na Hobnibwe <laughs> being the genitive case of Hobnob. The taste of a Hobnob. The taste of a Hobnob. Blas na Hobnibwe. And if so, any of the mother folklore team appear like to be murdered in the next kind of few months, I just want to say right now it was not me. <laughs> I didn't do it. Get your alibi in early. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So hobnab hyakloide. Hobnab hyakloide. Absolutely, yeah. I'm. I. I don't know if hobnab's masculine or feminine, by the way. But it just, I was thinking that it's much I, much nicer. There's an old um. There's an old trick I got out when, that I was taught by a university lecturer years ago. He's going to kill me now for giving away all his secrets. But uh, what somebody, if you ever mix up, like coming from an English speaking background where you don't have masculine, feminine uh, nouns, and even if you do, mm-hmm. they don't have an influence on any other words in the sentence. So there's no shavu in English. So, so if you mess up and you accidentally put a shavu on a word 
you shouldn't have said. So let's I see. would kill you. Let no, no, no more <laughs> killing. <laughs> Why can't the killing that is end? a grave offence. Why can't the killing end? Let's say, for example, the word car, which is fair inch canuck, right? But you mm-hmm. accidentally say on har instead of on car, and somebody corrects you on it. You can just turn around and go, oh, you put that, you know, like down in the down in the gaeltacht, it's. It's it's usually feminine in spoken Irish. Oh wow! And you can, and you can get oh. away with murder that way. <laughs> oh, that's very good. Murder, yeah. I don't know. Yes, I got that. That's going to be my pin tweet now. <laughs> yeah, that's beautiful. That's fantastic. Yeah, I'm letting in yeah. everyone but on my secrets. Better, yes. Yeah, you've got to. Uh, we've got. We, we owe your your lecture a great debt of gratitude. Yeah, I, I'm not even going to name and shame him because he'd be so embarrassed that him or her his way, or her because they'd be so embarrassed. They would be embarrassed <laughs> if <laughs> if I were to give away all their secrets. Vech noira or who da durhinga mach no ruin erfad. Can I just pay Patter to like follow me around and translate everything I say just in a more dramatic? Like sense behind me. I think that's only fair. Only in the Mokanilic, though. Only when you use the conditional tense. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. So Patter's going to sit behind me and work now the next day, and I'll be on a conference call. And uh, like that, that delay that you sometimes get in a Skype call, I'm just going to blame it on that. But in fact, it's Patter just translating everything that I say behind me. Class. Fantastic. Still yeah. waiting for you to say something conditional, and then I'll just. I would in. be very happy if that. Ving on the host. <laughs> Domech Padre Gastrumachuid Aberty. Very good. I feel like there should be like a fire lighting in the background and it should be like dark and stormy outside mm. and, and the doors will like burst open and there's like Padre, but it's like a rural Irish cottage and he's like tracked me down to like translate what I've been saying. It's <laughs> yeah. the, the most disappointing ending to a Mills and Boone novel ever. Wearing. <laughs> 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 And he translated everything I said <laughs> from that day on. Class. Wearing a wool jumper made out of turf. And nothing from the waist down. <laughs> Good exactly a, what you're wearing now. <laughs> just a beard to cover your shame. <laughs> My beard's not that long. <laughs> so, um, do we have any other conditional uh, conditional views? I was thinking, and I've mentioned this before, that you know, in English we tend to think of the with grammar after you get to the the, the tenses that have ghosts named after them in a Christmas Carol, you can get into trouble. Obviously, you think past, present, and future, and once you get beyond that, but then I realized uh, Father Janine, our old pal, and then uh, Father Janine, tr- yeah. trans- oh my good buddy, translated a Christmas Carol into Irish. And he didn't add an extra ghost for the Mokini look. Yeah, because it's not that big a deal. You know, this is the one thing that we've been trying to hammer home yeah. maybe over the entire lifespan of this podcast today yeah. is that these big scary ghosts, the Tishul Geneduk, the Mokini look, these, these, they're, they're just not that vital. They're not that important. And once you do get around to cracking them, they're not that difficult. And it's just the, the sort of the, 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 the place they occupy as a bet noir uh, in the collective psyche of the 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 one-time aspirational Irish learner uh, means that they're just this big scary thing that nobody wants to approach. But at the end of the day, they're a lot more like the ghost of Christmas present in A Muppet Christmas Carol. Just lovely and friendly and nice. <laughs> Question for you, right? Yes. You can take one film, any oh, yes. film. Okay. Right? And you have to, you can replace the entire cast except for one human actor with Muppets and the whole film has to happen the way it, way it does. What film is it going to be? 
I'm going to go with Lethal Weapon and Danny Glover. So brilliant. Brilliant. So, so like, basically, he's got a mad Muppet as... Yes. Oh, that's pretty fun. This one's tough. I want to come up with something, like, mad obscure. And I really want to say, like, Fatal Deviation. <laughs> <laughs> Fatal Deviation with just Mikey Graham from Boyzone. As... Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> cutting up cocaine with a Tesco club card. <laughs> Uh, filmed in 1998 in Trim it is Ireland's first and probably only full length martial arts film and it's all up on YouTube I would highly recommend you all go watch it because it is the most iconic thing that I've ever watched in my entire life and I mean it's it is absolutely it's the it's the Citizen Kane of Irish cinema without a shadow of a doubt it's it's Ireland's number one best kung fu movie you made me look bad and that's not good (laughs) Quotable lines, quotable lines. You know what film I'm taking for my Muppet remake? What? I'm taking Reservoir Dogs and I'm leaving Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi? Yeah, I'm leaving Steve Buscemi in and everyone else is played by Muppets. Even Mr. Blonde? Yeah, yeah, especially Mr. Blonde. He's probably going to be Ralph the dog. (laughs) There's a thought. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah, no, Steve Buscemi on his own, surrounded by Muppets. Reenacting Reservoir Dogs—that's just my dream. That's and you know what would you, be you know why I'm you know you know why I'm saying this right. because the Mokini look the conditional tense. All films would be better if they were Muppet films. Vech gox gone on these far da mechshid in the Muppets gone on. Would Muppet not be like Muppet? Muppet. It would be Muppet. Well, in a Scanane Muppet. We know from MC Muppet. We do know yeah. from MC Muppet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So okay. One more. So, the- Vech. Gok's gone on his fire. Don Merche in the gone on Muppet. The Snapper. Oh. As, on an all Muppet version, except for... Sharon Curry. Sharon, yes, of course. Yeah, and baby Georgina when she comes. Well, yeah, if she had a Muppet baby, that'd be freaky, because obviously, obviously, well, no, I mean, obviously Georgie, 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 Georgie Burgess is going to be a Muppet, so she could have a yeah. Muppet baby. It could be a half Muppet. I think, oh, yeah, I think it raises a lot of questions. It raises a lot of qu- No, 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 Georgie Burgess isn't going to be played by Gonzo. <laughs> okay. No, Gonzo is pure and Gonzo is nice. It, actually, now that you mention it, yes, yeah, like, Gonzo would be all wrong. Yeah, Sam the Eagle. <laughs> Sam the Eagle is Sam Georgie Eagle Burgess. As Georgie Burgess, yeah. That's a terrifying thought. Hey, one, Sharon. Good girl, Sharon. <laughs> Is that film Alien? Alien, yeah, yeah. Alien with um with Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. Who are you who are you leaving in? It becomes a lot less scary Is when, the, when yeah. the alien, the alien that's licking her face yeah, is it, made out of plush. It would have to, it would have to be Tom York who'd be the yeah. human one. Actually, no, John yeah. John Hurt who looked like Tom York when he's younger. Of course, <laughs> John John Hurt, yeah. Yeah, I just oh, it could, in that film I always think it's Tom York when I'm watching. It. <laughs> maybe, sorry, maybe, lo- maybe love actually. <gasps> Who are you leaving in? Oh, Alan Rickman, obviously. No, no, no. no. The Portuguese uh, housemate that um, <laughs> Watch McCalla falls in love with. Um, oh, Colin Firth is obviously Fuzzy yes. Fuzzy Bear. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Or Notting Hill, but leave the Welsh guy. What's the Welsh guy's oh, name? Oh, Reese Fans. Yeah. yeah. Reese Fans, leave Reese Fans. He's surrounded by mother. He wouldn't even yeah. notice. He wouldn't even notice. It'd be it would be, yeah. I want him to have his own feature film. Reese Fans. Yeah. He made Twin Towns, which is a good movie. Yeah, but Welsh I want it movie. to be like Notting Hill spin off. Oh, right, you want yeah. to be that character? Yeah. Uh, a spin off. Okay. Yeah. I didn't think Notting Hill was that good. I don't think it was in spin off territory. Like, I know, but good. he was brilliant. He was good. Like, good comic yeah. Anyway. Okay. 
So I would enjoy that if I were to see it. There. There you are. One thing Tanavashin Dalvekinge. So I think we've all learned a lot today. <laughs> or probably not. I think we've all learned a lot today and I want to thank um Patter and Emer for coming along and giving me their unconditional attention and <laughs> contributing so much. And so until the next time, it is a slon from me. It's a slon, won't you? It's a slon from me. Catch you next time. Hi guys, it's Emer from today's show. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, we would really appreciate it if you would be so kind as to uh, give us a nice uh, like, give us a rate, give us a share, give us a comment, send us some nice things. Um, You can catch us all on our individual Twitter pages or at the Irish Four or at Mother Folklore. Um, You can also email us. We are um, motherfolklore at headstuff.org. Thanks to Brian, our producer. He always does a great job every week. And thanks to Kirsten for doing our snazzy artwork. A new episode of Mother Folklore comes out every Friday, so be sure to catch us next week. This has been a production of the Headstuff Podcast Network. And then she says, oh, towel. Oh, my name's Derek and I'm a VHI customer. (laughs) Oh, my ears are sweaty. Ooh.